The Donut Bag is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Your data is your business. Protect it with ExpressVPN for three extra months free with a one-year package. Go to the link listed in my Twitter profile. All right. So the big news is Gino's back. Gino's back and you're going to be in trouble. Well, I don't know if I'm allowed to sing. Um, But is this a good thing that Gino's back? Well, last night, yes. Um, I was going to be my response. (laughs) The thing with Gino is he's good when he wants to be good. And he's been out for so long. So it was guaranteed that he was going to come out last night, guns blazing. Getting two goals didn't surprise me at all. You know, he was fierce. This is the the player we need to see him play night after night after night. Whether that he'll maintain that, I'd like to see that. But I'm not hopeful because I know from his past, you know, he seems to get into, he gets comfortable, you know, and he only does so much, but I am hopeful. Um, I mean, Sullivan's got a big job ahead of him when, you know, we've got our healthy players coming back and how he's going to, you know, line up the team properly and utilize his players properly. But you know what? Last night was good. Gino was good. Um, If he can keep that, you know, style of play, that level of play, then, you know, he can stay. So for now he can stay. No, the only thing stay. I have to add, the only thing I have to add to that is he was like a little kid with bent up with a built up energy who hasn't been able to do anything in months. Yeah. So he has come in. We're not at the halfway point, are we? No. Uh, no. Cl- almost. No. Here, I'll I'll tell I'll tell you. Um, it is. It's funny. I'm, I'm, I have Boston, Montreal on, on my TV here, well, too. My, my, my so, point is... We're at game 30. We're go, going to game 36. Yeah, 30. Oh, so uh, we're not even half, we're just we're not close to, to halfway. Okay. Well, we're, we're, we're sort of close to halfway. My point well, is maybe him only playing a little over half the season will help, um, you know, that he doesn't have to play the full season. So maybe he won't get into those bad habits. Well, um, I don't, you know, hopefully it helps with the bad habits. It'll definitely help with his energy levels. Cause as we've seen, you know, the past few seasons, that's been a big concern with him is he he's been unable to maintain that energy for a full 82 game season. So the fact that he came in in game 35 instead of game one, you know, that should help him for a postseason run, you know, but that being said, you know, Ashley can do math here. 47 games is still long enough to build bad habits. So he needs to, you know, remember how last night happened and just feed off that. He needs to build on that. Like last night wasn't good enough. I need to do better. He's got to have that attitude. And it kind of plays off onto um, kind of the Penguins overall and how they give up two nothing leads to lose Dallas, for example. Um, that's got to have that same mentality. Like I played well, I, I had two point or two goals. Uh, it was what I wanted to see for myself, but it wasn't good enough, you know? So going back to like the Dallas thing where you lose your lead, you got to play like you're losing through the whole game, even when you have a lead, you know what I mean? So Malkin has to kind of decide that I want to be better than my last game and better than my last game. And that's the only way we'll see the best out of Gino. Yeah, it's you it's, like the St. Louis game and not the Dallas game. Yeah, 
yeah. Um, it, it's not. It's not the offense I'm worried about. It's the unnecessary penalties. It's the not playing the system. It's that's what that's what what worries me. Well, I think there's still a big lack of communication and disconnection on the ice. Um, for the most part, the players that they come together, they gel okay, but they're still not communicating to the level that they should be. Um, and I think that they need to be playing under one, you know, one mentality, one brain. It's not, you know, each player's sure every each player has a different job, but when you're on the ice, it's collective. It's to score a goal and prevent goals. And they need to kind of communicate with one another so that they can come into that like one mega brain. It's like one, you know, there's an extension of five players operating, but from one, you know, mainframe. So (laughs) who were they missing from last night? They're missing Rust, McGinn, um, Heinen, um, Zucker, and um, the Smith and Zach Aston Reese. Reese. So, okay. Assuming everybody gets healthy, what are these lines going to look like? I'll let Jen take that one. Um, um, what? I have, I, I mean, I've been kind of working with it a little bit. I like Rodriguez on Sydney's wing. I really do. I don't think we need to take that away. I, I see, this is the difficult part because Carter, here I go, Carter. Oh, Carter. Carter has been one of our best players since he came to Pittsburgh. He's been, consistent. I know that's very hard for you to say. I know I'm like joking a little bit here. He's been consistent. He's been a good teammate. Um, he's made very little mistakes. And when he does, he makes up for them like full, full, tenfold. Um, as for the lineups, like, I mean, is Sullivan going to demote rust? Do you move Kapanen from Gino's wing? Does Carter mm. move to third line center? Um, yes. and you put Zucker back on Gino's wing. Is no. that line going to work? Zucker's Gino <laughs> Kapanen. And is Russ going to be okay going down to Carter's wing? Like it's, it's a big, <laughs> it's a big, uh, you know what? I, 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 I know Sullivan's going to try different things and if they don't work, he's going to stick with it until someone suggests otherwise. Um, but it's too soon. It's too soon to say because Gino's just back. So personally, I need to see him play a few more games. If, like I said, before, and everyone needs happy. to get healthy. Yeah, we need to have, and you, you can't base a lineup off one game. You need five, at least of the same. Well, I, I, I also really like Rodriguez on, uh, on that first line. Uh, it kind of reminds me of back plays. when, it, it kind of reminds me of back when Connor Sherry first came up from Wilkes-Barre. They had, he has a very similar energy to what Sherry brought to Crosby's line back in 1516. It's so rare to see someone on this team actually shoot the puck and, and not, mm-hmm. you know, try 8,000 passes or whatever. I mean, Rodriguez is just gripping and ripping and I love it. Now, if I'm not mistaken, he's already set his personal best in goals. Correct. Probably. And I want to say even points. He has as well because he figured he was in Buffalo. Those I, I want to say when I was watching the broadcast on Saturday, the announcers commented on that. So here is my one thing too, because all three of us on this podcast can agree that we have painful memories of Jeff Carter wearing an, a, a different sweater. Okay, 
for oh. you and I, Joe's the Flyers, oh. of course. And actually for me, the first year I lived in Columbus, he was in Columbus for a hot minute. And that was just, uh, uh, uh. so yeah, <sighs> it's awkward for me. So, but that being said, I think one thing I've been grappling with personally is it is difficult to take away ice time from him. You can't. No, you have to, he's consistent. too good. You have to give the ice time to the players working the hard and producing the most period. And 77 and 77 is showing up every single game. Yep. Well, yes. okay. So, so, okay. So you, well, let's, let's work on the second line first. We got Malk and Kapanen. Those two have to be together. And I believe Kapanen had one of his best games last night with Malkin. So they needed to be together, but then I guess you put, Zucker on that left wing, which I really don't even want him on the team. Uh, I don't uh, maybe trade him, trade him, trade him for a backup bully. I don't know. There's a trade deadline coming up that I was reminded of while watching NHL Network earlier when they were talking about our old friend Phil Kessel. And I'm like, oh no, what are you doing to me? So yeah. Remember that remember that anything that we talk about tonight are short-term fixes because February will be here before you know it. Yeah. It can take its time though. It really can. <laughs> is that is that when the uh, the, the tread deadline is? It's the 21st. Yeah, it is uh February 21st. Because... I'm guessing. Yeah. It is. Oh, hold on. It, no, um <laughs> No, I, I, I was think just it's... guessing. I don't even know. I think it's March 21st. Is it... Is is it after the quote Olympic break that is now the makeup time? Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking it up. Yeah, I'm not sure because I'm not rem- sure what's because going remember on, so... because I know the Olympic break starts on my birthday. Um. Yeah, opening, the trade deadline is, is my birthday. The the trade deadline is March 21st. March 21st. March 21st. So I got now the date right. I, want- I just got the. I got because the last day of the regular season is not until April 29th, and that's as everything stands right now. But we're still, seeing, we're still seeing postponed games. And- my coworker made the joke to me yesterday that, so I'm due sometime in June, and he's like, your kid could be born, and we would still be in the regular season. I'm like, thanks for reminding me of that. Do you know <laughs> if it's a boy or girl? I do. Do we know? <laughs> is it? I gonna, mean, it's not. It's not is a it secret. Gonna be Steven Stamkos, or is it going to be Stephanie Stamkos? Um, actually, there's no hockey player involved in the name of my child. To be quite honest, um, he is going to be named after my late father-in-law. Okay. Yep. Okay. And then his middle name is going to be after a baseball player. No. Oh, okay. Uh, no, that's that's Woodford's nickname. No, um, <laughs> Woodford acts like Nikita Kucherov. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, no, uh, the middle name will be because um, we met at a baseball game, and then both of my parents and my late father-in-law were are were all big baseball fans. So the middle name will be after a baseball player. Okay. Mookie. Mookie. We do have a name. We, we do. We do have a name, but there are family members who do not know the name, so I'm not saying it. 
Okay. Okay. So I guess. Okay. So 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 basically everything is like delayed a month as to when as opposed to when it's usually usually the trade deadline is in like feb late late february february and the uh and the and the playoffs start in april but now it looks like the playoffs are going to start in may so it's just delayed a month. so okay which i mean we've seen that in the past with the olympic breaks you know pushing everything back a little bit but i'm wondering if part of it was because of the pandemic you know like kind of just everything's um, all goofed up yeah which but from my understanding that will now be the makeup for time. now, for now, it's it's Zucker is still on the team, and I guess you put him on that second line, grown. Uh, but then that third line. But who else is, do you put on there? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Carter was on that. <laughs> Carter was there, but he's your third line center. He, he has to be. He has to be the center. So, uh, yeah. I don't know what. I don't know what else you could. Um, um, maybe. Um. Um, Heinen. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I mean, you could I'd like throw to see Heinen, Heinen up there. there, but I don't know. We'll I, see. I don't know if it'll happen, but I, I it, it's a possibility. Then, um, okay. So the fourth line is going to be Bluger, Zach, Aston, Reese, and McGinn, which is a darn good fourth line. Yeah, I wouldn't just touch that. But then, what your third line is? Carter. Um, Heinen and Rust. Yeah. Yeah. So you leave, so you leave Boyle out, or it'll be it'll be Rodriguez. Either Rust or Rodriguez. I think they'll 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 flip back and forth. I think it's going to come down to who Sydney and who Gino want to play with. I think Sullivan always goes to them to say who do you feel comfortable with. Like he's 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 always asked. Like he's always you know staying informed with the players. It is them out on the ice. You know, I'm sure he pulls rank once in a while, but for the most part, it's who they want to play with. Well, and if it doesn't work, then Sullivan says, you know, it's not working. You know, we saw that with Kessel. Kessel got demoted to the third line um, uh, from Gino's wing. So I think, I mean, I'm not going to be surprised if we see it go uh, Jake, Sydney, Rust. And I will be very disappointed because, I mean, Rust can still produce. It doesn't really matter what line he's on. But you know, you demote a player from first line to third line, it may hinder their game. Okay. But but here's my question. Okay. So you got on paper, when everybody's healthy, you got a really strong, deep team. You know, your fourth line is Bluger, Zach Aston, Reese, and McGinn, which is which is which is really strong. My question is playing time. Sid's gonna get his minutes. Gino's line's gonna get his minutes. What are Carter's lines and 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 the, the Bluger line gonna do? What Sullivan's gonna play the lines that produce the most. That's how you win games. You know, like I I've noticed I noticed I don't know what game it was, but I noticed Sydney's minutes were a little bit down. I mean, he 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 had no he had no points, zero points on the night. You know, so I mean, a good coach. Not to say Sullivan isn't a good coach, but a good coach utilizes his roster, his bench to its best, the best it can be. You play what works. Um, And if you have one line, whether that be your first or second line, and they're not producing, you're going to cut them a little bit and shake them up a little bit and let that third and fourth line play and produce and be like, see what you're missing. 
You know, there's different tactics, but you can't just keep running the same thing if it's not working. I mean, last night, for example, Sydney had zero points, right? He was great on the face-off, um, but our pr predominant produce producing line was the second line, if I'm not mistaken. I, I disagree. I think Sydney's going to get his minutes, and so is Gino. They're still going to get their minutes, but it could be, you know, 16 minutes versus 18 minutes. Which is fine, which is, which is ideal. That's what, that's what I want. You know, that's the, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the cliche of roll four lines in this scenario, you can roll four lines and, and be really effective, but eh, we'll, see. we'll it, see. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a wait and see approach. I think it's going to be a, the one thing that's great about this penguins team that, you know, I personally haven't seen from them in the past few seasons is they're going back to that next man up mentality, right? We haven't, you know, I know Jen was talking about communication issues and yes, that's evident, but the, but they're at least playing with this type of energy that we feel that we, you know, we've all agreed on this podcast that they've been missing the past few seasons. So you I don't, know, still they'll don't figure themselves out. I don't think they're consistent enough. I mean, the last, I think the last two no, games. No, they're not. Good. Was it the last two games or the, the last game in the game no, before? It was the three out of the four because they, they were down against St. Louis and then came back and won late. And then they dominated Philly. Dallas, they had the two goal lead and blew it. And um, they were and wound up losing three, two. And then last night. And, and Dallas is good. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, Dallas is good, but I mean, what was concerning to me was in the third period, sec, I mean, it was evident in the second period, but especially in the third period, they were playing on their heels. I don't think that it was, was like they scored those, they scored those two goals. They literally did what St. Louis did a couple nights before against them was, you know, they got the two goal lead early and they're like, okay, we're done. We're fine. And just kind okay. of coasted the West, rest of the game. And then, you know, they're like, oh. <laughs> and then, you know, they panned to them when they when Dallas scored the winning goal. And I'm like, I'm like, why are you guys surprised? You guys haven't played the last 40 minutes. Like, relax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 frustrating when you're you're dominating and don't score. And uh yeah, and then you know nothing shows for it. So uh, yeah, I actually I stand correct. I mean, at least record wise, the stars are not doing that great. Um, they're they're actually toward the bottom of the central division. So um, the, the star the stars are a weird team, though. You got to remember they had that four goalie conundrum in the beginning of the season, um, which they have finally figured out. So I mean, they're they're rolling with the kid in that. So. There, but I mean, Dallas is still talented, but like St. Louis, you know, that's a possible, you know, cup contender. Um, Anaheim, I don't think is a cup contender this year, but I mean, I think in a couple of years they could be if they continue on their trajectory. So, I mean, I would say, you know, the Penguins, you know, their past 10 to 15 games have been impressive in that sense that they're, they're hanging with the big boys, so to speak. Here's what but, I hear. Like Jen said, there's still something missing. What's Back missing? Goaltender. Not the goaltender. Away. That, that the goaltender is the. 
um, Jari is a oh, oh you said backup goaltender. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, um, they they need they, we need a goalie in case they of, need to move you know, away from the Smith. Um, but Jari is I mean they're talking. Does he have the lowest goals against average right now? I think it's under two. He's I don't uh, know. I don't have this information. He's I I believe I mean here's here's what here's the things I hear. Um, Jari for Vezina, and the all of a sudden the Penguins are crazy deep, and this is one of their best teams in years. Says who? Twitter, but I mean uh, other you know real people. I don't, I'm not a, I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter anymore. Um, so the Pens go on I a cannot... winning streak, and Twitter loses their mind, and they're so good. They lose two games. It's like ah. Oh, Trade this person, trade like Penn's Twitter. You don't listen to them. <laughs> I don't, I don't miss Twitter. Yeah, but because like I had such a love-hate relationship with hockey Twitter. So I'm so glad I'm away from that. I mean, I will say this. This has definitely been one of the more consistent Penguins teams since their back-to-back run. There is no question about that. I still firmly believe I do, I still stand by my comments I've made since the beginning beginning of the season that I don't care about what happens right now. I want to see you down the stretch. If you don't play well down the stretch in March and April, you're not winning in May and June. I don't want to see them burn out either. Um, that's what and that's my point is if if you you know, these went, they're known for having these win streaks mid season and then they amount to nothing, you know, yeah, like got, it's if, gotta be a slow build, you know? Another and thing. So like when I was watching the game on NHL network on Saturday, they were talking about all the historic winning streaks. Well, they've all been mid season and nothing happened. I think the one year, no, I mean, all those years they fell flat on their faces in the playoffs. So it didn't even matter. Didn't even matter. So okay. I want to see them post trade deadline keep this up. They fell flat in their face last year solely because of Jari, but Jari seems to be back on track. That's the thing I'm worried least... about. I don't want to see Jari burn out too soon. Yeah. And this is what happens with goalies is they play so hard during regular season um, that they just don't have it in the tank. And now we don't have really a reliable backup goalie. I'm sorry, Casey, but. <laughs> Uh, we don't, and that could change. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I was at I was at the Sharks game on January second. Uh, the think the Penguins went up to like a five nothing lead or five one lead or something like that, and almost lost that game solely because of the Smith. Enough, get out of here. Go, 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 Casey. Go. I couldn't. Go. I didn't watch get that game. Here. I couldn't watch that. I can't. It's too painful. Um, I watched I watched a little bit of it, and I'm just like, okay, San Jose's not that good. They're not. And you're letting them hang around. Oh, like Marshall, talk Marshall. about a dumpster fire! I'm like, you're letting a literal dumpster fire of an NHL team hang around like this on your home ice. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that was that that game reminded me like of the '80s. I mean, the eight to five is uh, that's that's fire wagon hockey right, hockey right there. But, For sure. But hey, beating the Ducks decisively last night—that's impressive. Uh, yeah, 
for we'll sure. See, we'll see if they could do it against uh, against the Kings, who actually are good this year. Holy crap! Yeah, the Kings have a lot. The Kings are like the Ducks, where they have a, they've been drafting well the past couple of years. They've got a lot of young talent. Um, they're riding with a really young goalie. I mean, they still have Jonathan Quick, but they've also got I want to say his name's Peterson. Um, and I mean, they, they still have Kopitar and they still have Dustin Brown and some of those old guys, but they, they've had a lot of young kids come up the past couple of years. So, um, yeah, they're, I, I don't know if they're as close as Anaheim is because Anaheim's been a very, very slow build, you know, talking back to like when they drafted John Gibson, but LA is definitely on the right, right track. They're, they're not a pushover. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we're not even halfway through, but uh, hey, c- compared to where the Penguins started, they're looking really good now, and you know, three points out of first place in the Metro—that's impressive. Oh, for sure, especially with how hot Carolina's been lately too. Carolina going in, going into the other night, they were nine and one in their last ten. Yeah, they're 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 sick. And, they're, hey, and they're, and, hey, guess who else is nine in one of their last ten? The Pittsburgh Penguins. But the the difference between Carolina and Pittsburgh, though, is Carolina tends to wait until January to start showing up. <laughs> yeah. Historically yeah. speaking, especially under Brindamore. Well. We say the same thing almost every year. It's like, oh my God, they're so all those injuries. Oh, look, they're playing well with the injuries. Then everybody comes back and then things don't go so this well. This team, this team, the Pittsburgh Penguins play better under adversity. They mm-hmm. always do. They rise up. They have something to prove. But when they have that full team, collective team, it's like, what do we do, guys? Like, I forget how to hockey. And it's, it's so frustrating because this, like it, it comes down to that chemistry and it's like, where, where did it go? You find this chemistry when you're dealing with, you know, injuries and in, in this case, uh, COVID protocol protocols, but now you've got your full crew. Like you should be even more intimidating. You should be, you know, the team you fear to beat. I don't think Pittsburgh's the team people fear or other teams fear just yet because they do know their weaknesses, but Pittsburgh doesn't seem to know how to play. And this is going back the last couple of years, obviously not when they were on their cup runs, but they don't know how to play to their, like their highest potential when they're healthy. It just, it, it seems like they forget how to, what they're doing and they kind of fall apart. We see it in the playoffs every year for the last so many years. Yeah. Yep. Well, and the Penguins have been like that for years and years and years. It's not even just like the past five years with the you know back-to-back cup runs you know when I started watching them in the like the mid to late 2000s you know with Flurry and Crosby and Malk and all them just coming up they were the same way then it was like okay somebody's hurt next next man's up but yet they had a they would have a full roster it's like oh what are we doing but I am going to say this based off my last thought of playing through adversity excuse me, and having something to prove. We do have three core players that want to stay together and win another cup or more cups. That is something to prove. 
these are three aging players that are not in their prime anymore. Um, they're not as fast as the younger kids that are coming up. Um, but they have something to prove. So I still have a lot of faith in this team, um, ability to come together and win the games that are need to be done. And it just really comes down to the will, the personal will from those three players. And those three players, of course, being Malkin, Latang, and Sydney, right? So who just broke a record of 17 years or something? Yeah, or I, th- I think 16 years together, which yeah, is 16. the most of any 16? trio of, of players. But to that point, and we we've said this almost every year for like the past five years, how many more years do they have left? I mean, my goodness, that you know, Ben Roethlisberger play, has has played for 18 years, and he looks like he's 100 years old, and he's about to, you know, you know, fall over and and and, and die. Fall apart. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, he does. He's know, looked like and, that for three years. You know, it's like, and, and and I'm not saying. I mean, who knows how long they're going to play? But how? Who knows how long each of them are going to play? They're none of them are young. Well, um, I know, I know, for sure, two of them want to play. You know. For a while, I, I, two well, of them I, play I can for a tell, while. I can tell you this: that one of them looks like he has another spring in his step that we haven't uh, seen in a few years. The other thing you and have it, to consider, and that would be Chris Letang. Letang, yeah, I was going to say it's going to be Letang. He's yeah, yeah. I have uh, I have no complaints about Letang. He he nope. um he 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 had a little bit of a slump a couple years ago. And I and, think that was based on the injury and the surgery he had, and just the fear of being hurt again and it limited him from playing he didn't he stayed in that box you know that easy basic box but then when he overcame that fear he's like screw it and we saw it with Sydney when he came back from his his surgery and then his COVID he was playing really shallow hockey it was really like what are you doing right and now we're seeing him come out of his bubble a little bit more there's a there's still a little bit of fear there you see it he judges himself he holds back he passes when he should shoot there's still a little bit of fear of that, but he's overcoming that. But with Latang, he was scared. He was playing scared hockey. And it affected his game so bad that we were all sitting there going like, oh, he's washed up. He's done. But that fear subsided. And now we're seeing this resurgence of insurgents. There it is. Of, resurgence. Thank you. Of Chris Latang and him playing. You know, you can't count on, out an old player. You know, a veteran player, if they stay in shape, they can just be just as good. Isn't Tom Brady another long, long, long football? Like he's old, he's like forties, and he looks Tom, like Tom Brady's also on like a crazy person diet. Yeah, but you know um, what? If you take care of yourself, if yeah, you take care of yourself. You can go as long as your body allows you to. So you keep your body strong, and you keep your mind strong, and you find that passion and maintain that passion. There is no age. There is no age. What? Who was it? I, I, Didn't Gordy Howe play till he was fifty-two? Yeah. 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 Well, and, so and Kevin he could have longer. So I, so Kevin Weeks made some good points about Chris Letang during Saturday's broadcast. Um, with Todd Reardon coming back and coaching the defense, he attributed the success, uh, you know, Letang's resurgence directly to Todd Reardon, because yeah. Todd Reardon seems to be the only coach who has like really figured out Letang's sweet spots. He's the Letang whisperer. Just, That's exactly um, what Kevin and, and I said. think you could you could attribute Tristan Jari's resurgence to the new goaltender coach Kyoto. And I'm pissed yeah. off about that. Why isn't he working with Casey? We talked about this before. Casey's been good. Casey's had good games. Casey's been a good goaltender, but he's lost his mojo 
why aren't we why aren't we worried about you know building him up jari's there we got him there now let's focus on the other half back end of our goaltending tandem like why why are we just kind of leaving him you know like i see i see casey and net and i see like the fear of god in his eyes like he's not he's lost his swagger now granted it was never that he's never been that great the great back or goaltender but he was a solid backup tender and now he's just crumbled and he's it's like he's not getting the love he's not being handled properly and i feel bad for him i think he's being hung out to dry and he's losing hey. faith in himself we see that in his performances i would you know? much rather have the number one goalie be right if that if that was my choice of fixing the number one guy but we and... fixed him he's fixed no, 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 no. <laughs> the point jen's trying to make is why should there be a choice there's exactly you've got two goaltenders here's, you want to you know here's here's my theory um, we coaches fall apart. Like coach coaches in any sport, um, can do one of three things, help hurt or do nothing with a player. And I think in this case, a new coach has helped Jari hurt the Smith. And that's just the way it is. The, the previous the way it coach, is, though. that's a bad coach, dude. A good coach considers every single person on his bench as the most important player on the team. And you, well, and correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Chioda work with both Jari and the Smith and Wolfsbare? I'd assume so. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. So that's what's really interesting to me is like we know that Chioda has a long history with the organization, both as a player and now as a coach. Oh, I think I'm gonna have to go on mute. Um, so you know that's that's the interesting thing is like what changed between them. One's getting love and one, the other's not. When you feel like your team is kind of let, like, like left you, like forgotten about you, you start to lose, you start to lose faith in yourself. And once, like I've said this over and over again, hockey is very mental. It's a very mental game. And once you get into your head, everything else kind of falls apart. And I, I, it's like, we saw it with Murray. Murray was phenomenal. What happened to him? Right. You know, he was released by Ottawa. Was he not? Yeah. Yeah. And he was recalled yeah, he, when they went he to is COVID. Just, he is just falling apart. He's just, yeah. yeah. Don't know. No, sure he is. Um, He's officially AHL, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I believe he's in the minors. He was called just from up. from what I'm seeing. He was okay. called up. Yeah. Um, but that's like, this would be like $6 million. Something like, like you that. want to work he, with that, you know, but going back to our team, going back to our team, whether you're going to be shopping Casey, I mean, you want to shop a goaltender that you're going to get something back in, in return, right? You don't want to just be like, oh, we've got dead weight. You work with every player on your bench as much as they need. And I mean, like for me as a coach in multiple sports, baseball, paddling and hockey, like I find my weakest, you're only as good as your weakest link right? It goes without saying. If I look at my weakest links and I work more with them, right? I work harder with them because I want to bring, I want them to feel like they are valued on the team. And I don't think Casey feels valued and he's, it's just not working out for him. Yeah. So, but how do you put him out here? How do you, how do you put them out him out there when he sucks? Cause you have, you have, well, what else do you do? You got to win who, games. Who, who, do you, who else do you have? Who else do you have? Domingue? Well, he'd have to be called up. Yeah, well, Domingue was just called up. 
because right, of COVID. That's because, that's because Casey's on COVID, right? But I mean, we only Correct. run his goalie bench. So what do you do? You can't burn out Jari. We don't want to see Jari get hurt or there goes no. our chances in the playoffs, right? I mean, Deming has a history of filling in when, you know, a starter uh, went down. I mean, he did it back in 1718 here in Tampa. Um, so he, you know, he's been in that spot where he's, you know, had to fill in before, but here's my question. I believe Domingue is on a two-way contract. What is DeSmith's contract situation? Is he yeah. a two-way or would he have to be put I on I highly waivers? doubt it's two-way. I think it's one-way. I, I thought, I so, thought it was one-way just because, because of how long he's been with the team. You know what? Because I'll bet if he, if it was two-way, he would have been down already and they would have brought up Domingue. Probably. And I think that I think that's part of the problem is the contract situation. I Googled what Casey dismissed. I shouldn't be laughing. What Casey dismissed contract is. And one of the things that comes up is what happened to Casey. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Oh, That was a good shock plus yawn because, you know, uh, sorry, I'm not bored. I'm just I'm I'm tired 24 seven. Did you know that Casey DeSmith holds the record, Penguins record for the most saves in a playoff game? In the AHL? Oh, the AHL. I was going to say, I didn't even know. Oh, he... I, was, I was going to say, hold Wait, wait, wait. I might have read that wrong. Minute. Hold on, hold on. He, he because holds the, the Penguins... Scranton Penguins play record for most saves in a playoff game. I was going to say, the Pittsburgh one is Hedberg, isn't it? I don't know. But yeah, there it goes. Um, they have a confident ho- uh, goalie right there. You know, and he's been left. I don't know. I, I just don't think the history from what I've seen with how coaches, coach Sullivan and staff has treated our, our backup goaltenders hasn't been favorable. Ooh. Well, no, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. It's, Sorry, I, uh, allergies too. But, I, got the, I got the sniffles too. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think, I think that's it then. I do want to say one more thing. Um, with regards to blocking shots, I have a big problem with blocking shots when we're up three or, or more goals in a game and risking the chance of getting hurt, especially our star players. I'm thinking about one specifically. He wears the C. He had three last night. Um, one almost hurt his foot. Don't do that. Okay. Playoffs, do that. If it's yeah, but you know, how do you... wild card game, if it's if it's really neat, just don't do it. We don't need the injuries. Just Is that something it. you could turn off, though? Is that something you say, okay, yes. guys, let's talk Yeah, I'll give you my question. Was, like, how do you flip the switch? You just, just stop. It's it's reckless. It's playing reckless hockey. It's not thinking about long term. And in a in a in a, in, a, in the first half of a season game where you're three goals ahead, and there's like three minutes left on the clock for the game, don't do it. Risking injury. I don't need a broken foot. You don't need a broken foot. We don't need you having a broken foot. So stop that. Thanks. Now I'm done. But uh, but then if somebody gets a broken foot, they'll have that adversity, and then and then they'll be good again. Yeah, but we don't need the captain out. So just stop it. Let someone else do it. You don't have to do it. <laughs> That's it. I was screaming at my TV last night. I'm like, what are you doing? Because you could see he was in pain. And I'm like, 
<sighs> and then I wrote yeah. down a whole bunch of notes and I'm screaming. They were all caps. And then I'm like, I'll just save it for the podcast. Just don't do that. Please save it. Like, yes, block shots when it's meaningful, but you know, you're it's, it's, what was it? Four to one or three to one at the, at, at with minutes left in the game. Don't, don't risk it. It's reckless. It's like reckless driving. That's reckless hockey. So that's it. <laughs> Fair okay. enough. On that note, uh, let, let's real quick. Let's uh, let's try to guess the next ten games. Okay, let me get bring up the schedule. Well, yeah, I got about to say I gotta get the schedule out, which I and have I want right to write here. it down. Um, so let's see. We got King well, Sharks tonight. Kings. Tonight's tonight's the tonight's the Kings. Correct. Uh, no, yeah, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night at ten. Tomorrow night's the Kings. So, um, I got gonna, it. So it's. I'm gonna Kings, say that's a win. Yeah, um, Kings, Sharks, Vegas, and then they come back. Ottawa, so four in Columbus, five um, home against, and then they finish at home. Winnipeg, Arizona, Seattle, Detroit, LA. You know what? I'm gonna go a little bold here, and I'm gonna say seven and three. I'm gonna say eight and two. I, I was leaning towards eight and two, but I feel like the Ottawa game's a trap game. Always. Okay, so hold on. So Kings. Oh, it's always win. a trap game. Okay, so Joe says eight and two. Uh-huh. Yeah, we don't worry about the overtime. A lot we'll just count the No, no, I'm I'm saying I'm saying seven and three. Okay, so Ash is saying seven and three, and I still haven't looked at the so the Kings will lose, the Sharks will win, Vegas will lose, Ottawa will win, Colorado will lose. I'm going six and four. I think six and four could happen, but I'm I'm saying seven and three. Like I said, I think Ottawa's a trap. I, I just think to be clear, just, trap just, just to be clear, we're not a loss is a loss, whether it's an overtime a loss. or regular. Correct. So just it, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I do want to add the ca- caveat. I think there are a few trap games in there. Well, I mean, we watch us lose Ottawa or something, or the Sharks even at home. That's what that's what I'm saying. You know? Like I I think you know on paper. It we should be, quote, an easy schedule, but especially since it's very home ice friendly, but there are, like, Columbus, for example, is a very unpredictable team right now. You never know which team you're getting that night. Um, Ottawa is, seems, is, Jack, is Eichel going to be back for the game? Because I heard he's close. He might be. Oh, that'll and be I mean, interesting. They, 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 oh, I'm Vegas excited to already, see that. Vegas is already a nasty team, top to bottom. At this, so yeah. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to be scary. Yeah, v- Vegas is loaded. Oh, but I mean, oh. Seattle. That, but then you have Seattle. You know, Seattle's just like Ron Francis can't even justify what he did. He did this extensive. <laughs> I mean... inter- he did this, He did this extensive interview with ESPN uh, about a week ago. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest. It's like I was looking for him to justify his draft picks because he made some very questionable picks <laughs> in the expansion draft. And like, what he, I'm like, Ron, what are you saying, dude? But it's an expansion team. This is what you're supposed. An expansion team is supposed to suck in, the, in their well, first and, year. Well, and that's the thing that was really interesting with ESPN's angle is I'm like, Vegas is an anomaly. The way Columbus yeah. came out, the way you know Atlanta came out, the way Minnesota, 
So, you know, the way these other expansion teams have come out are San Jose, for example. You start Yeah. Like, they all, Ottawa. Look at Ottawa. Like, you know, that's just the way. Vegas was a freak, and, and that GM grossly took advantage of the rules and of the situation, which, hey, it was George he, he didn't cheat or anything. Duh. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was George McPhee. Did we expect anything last? We saw what he did with Washington. Come on. <laughs> One last question, Ashley. Are you going to be the coach or the GM of the New York Giants? Both. Both. Both? They, they, yeah, they need you. I'm pulling a, Bel- I'm, I'm pulling a Belichick. Um, let me just say that I am just like, I, I made that Facebook post on Monday or Sunday night. I'm like, I hope I wake up to the dumpster fire, like the dumpster being lit on fire and it has been lit on fire and then some, and I'm like, so bring it. The funny thing is the, the coach survived black Monday, which is when all the coaches get fired. So he thought he was safe. So he starts running off his mouth. Like, I need more, I need more power around here. And then they're like, the and then John Mara like, was like, bye. Get out, bye. By um, John Mar- John Mara pulled a move that his dad used to pull back in the day, and I was like, I've been waiting 15 years for John Mara to do that. I I like that the GM they said, you know what, we're gonna fire you anyway, so why don't you just retire? He's like, yeah, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna retire. Well, the the I, I'm gonna say this: they gave Gettleman that respect because he was there for almost 20 years previously as okay. a scout. Um. I mean, he worked under. So he did do some Ernie good Ac- things. He worked under Ernie Acorsi and then Jerry Reese, and I mean, Ernie Acorsi is held in like super high regard in Giants world. So, I mean, he did a he actually did a lot of great things as a but, scout but for still, the Giants. It, the, the Giants are a complete mess. Do you get rid of Daniel Jones? Yeah. Hell yeah. And the- what's sad is what's sad is I think your Steelers are going to get Kenny Pickett, but I want him. I want no, you I, can have I, Kenny Pickett. I, I he want, has small I want hands. Kenny... That's fine. <laughs> I want I I I I want the Kenny's I want the Pickett slide in Jersey because he's a homegrown boy. He can handle it. He can he's, pull he could put on his big boy pants and handle the New York media. He, yeah, Kenny Pickett is older than some of the people on this on this podcast right now. Let me just put it that way. But anyway, yeah, I mean sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry, Jenna Borne. To bore you with uh, football talk, it was just uh, lots of football stuff going on. So anyway, well, right. I, I got so excited that I bought myself non-alcoholic beer last night. Okay, hey, hey, because I've missed beer, and I'm like, I need, I need beer. <laughs> how 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 is how is non-alcoholic beer tasting? Oh, I miss Yingling so much. Do they make non-alcoholic Yingling? No. Oh, that'd be I'm gonna nice. put a peti- I'm gonna put a petition in for it. There you go. So I've been rolling right. with the Heineken 0. 0.0, which for the record is the best one out of the bunch. Okay. My my friend, she used to drink stout, like alcohol. Her like her, her doctor said it was okay if she had like a half pint once in a okay. while through her pregnancy, but it okay. had to be stout. Ooh, Interesting. No. Interesting. I was told I can have red wine once in a while, but the sugar headaches, no thanks. Uh, I mean, they used to drink back in the 40s and 50s and smoke and, but, you know, better safe than sorry. 
my son, my son is going to need enough help as it is once he's here. I don't need to cause any more problems. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm sure baby Stamkos Kucherov is going to love whatever you put in, whatever you put in your body. So. And I might move to uh, Florida, so I'll be there to train him. There you go. Oh, my goodness. Little baby skates. The baby will skate before it can walk. If I'm down in time. <laughs> Three months old. Let's go. Give me time. I've got five more months of dealing with this. All right. It'll be good. All right. All right, guys. Thanks, thanks so guys. much. As always, thanks. this is awesome. Yep. All right. Yep. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye.